Time for us to check in with Vaughn Palmer on this Monday morning. Good morning, Vaughn. Good morning, Simi, and happy Victoria Day. Happy Victoria Day to you as well. I just had a history lesson all about Victoria Day. Yes, well, you know, the only thing left out is that, of course, those of us who live in Victoria think it's actually a day to celebrate Victoria, the city. <laughs> and, you know, Victorians are a bit self-centered. And, and hey, there's a Victoria Day parade today. <clears throat> is in there? Victoria. Yes, yes. And what it means is that Victorians can, for a whole day, give up complaining about how the bike lanes are blocking access to cars on the streets and complain about how the parade route is blocking access to cars on the street. You paint a charming picture of what's going on over in that community of yours, Vaughn. You really do. Although, according to you, it also never snows there. Yeah, no, uh, never love, rains there. Victoria. Yes, And I'm delusional like uh, many people in our provincial capital and out of touch with the rest of the world. Yeah. <laughs> Send your emails to Vaughn Palmer. <laughs> All right, let's talk about what's going on in our healthcare system because I know this is a hot topic and yeah. I know that the government keeps saying they're working on it, but clearly it's getting worse before or it's going to get better. Yes, I mean, the complaints are piling up and they're coming from doctors. We had the episode where the Langley doctors warned about the ER and that was followed by the Surrey doctors warning about the ER. I see uh, on the weekend doctors warning about access to the Saanich Peninsula Hospital and then the Gulf Island Driftwood, which is the Salt Spring newspaper, had a Front page story, uh, 11 local doctors warning a summer of crisis in the Lady Minto Hospital in Salt Spring Island. So they're talking about the ER and maternity care, psychiatric care, and basically telling local residents, like, brace yourselves, we're in for a pretty rough summer. It's on an island. The backup systems aren't all that great. A pretty disturbing letter when you read it. Yeah, it really is. Like, I, and I know you know we think of that living on the Southern Gulf Islands or the Gulf Islands as being so attractive, but clearly they are not being able to attract enough doctors to live there. Yeah. So what they say is there are two dozen shifts between now and August at the local hospital in the ER that won't be staffed, and this is invoked what they call the diversion protocol in the healthcare system. So people in Merritt and in Port Hardy and all over the interior will be familiar with the diversion protocol. Basically it means the hospital ER closes and they send you somewhere else by ambulance. Well, as the doctors point out, you can't do that on Salt Spring because you're dependent on the ferry system. So you can't just drive down the road to the next hospital. There isn't one. So the way the diversion protocol works on Salt Spring, in theory, is they keep the ER open so there's somebody there to see you. And if there's no doctor available and they can't recruit a doctor from somewhere else in British Columbia to come to Salt Spring that weekend or that weekday, um, it's essentially a telephone protocol. So they have a doctor on call somewhere else and uh, they try to deal with it over the phone or by FaceTime or whatever system you've set up. The health region, Island Health, say, well, we know about this problem, and as you say, Simi, we're dealing with it, and we're working on it, and we're trying to find backup and all that. The diversion protocol by phone has, they say, worked four times already this year, but 
I don't think anybody is going to find that very reassuring. Uh, Island Health says it's worried and aware of the problem with maternity care as well. So the way that manifests itself is maternity care nurses at the hospital. Shortage there. Psychiatric care, shortage of psychiatric care for people with mental issues and stuff. So it all adds up. The district has a plan to deal with it. They've hired nurses already this year. They've got another doctor starting in July. But, as I say, it's precarious, and it's happening elsewhere in British Columbia. It seems like every week we have another one of these warnings that, oh, there's going to be trouble at our local hospital, at our local ER. You might be going down the road for care. And on Salt Spring, they point out, too, Simi, another problem with the system. The ER is overcrowded at Lady Minto because there are a large number of people who live on the Gulf Islands who don't have a family doctor. So when they have trouble, they go to the ER. So they could improve the situation theoretically if they had more family doctors there. Yeah, they could by family doctors and nurses and maternity nurses and finding doctors that, you know, perhaps they could find a doctor or two uh, who would be willing to relocate to Salt Spring Island for the summer. Um, now, maybe the government would find them accommodation or Island Health would. Uh, the, these are the sort of things they're looking at. But, I mean, you do have a sense of a system that is just in kind of a scramble all the time with stopgap measures. And this in spite of the enormously ambitious goals and announcements we've had from the government over the last uh, few months. I mean, we went through this with the diversion of patients to Bellingham, 5,000 patients going to Bellingham for radiation treatment. Well, there's a 10-year cancer plan. There was half a billion dollars poured into it in February of this year. There's still all kinds of problem in the system. The government's having to do this for the next two years, uh, send patients to Bellingham, very controversial, uh, it's been done before, Simi, but not to this number. I mean, I heard from people who said, well, it's not unprecedented, and they mentioned cases from back to the Socred era. That's true, but, but 5,000 patients by an NDP government is what is unprecedented, and that tells you how serious the system is when an NDP government is relying on the American healthcare system to clear the backlog. Right, but as you say, this is not going to change overnight. Uh, this is going to be a lot of money and a lot of staff. Where do we get them all? Well, there's a massive recruitment going on. You know, the government has um, done a very large deal to attract family doctors. I see <clears throat> UBC is saying its family doctor training program, is uh, the uptake is 100%, so 186 more family doctors coming along, but it takes a while to train them. Uh, we're offering big money to nurses from other places to come here, but so are other provinces, right? We're not the only province dealing with this. Some provinces are ahead of British Columbia in recruiting foreign doctors and foreign nurses, so we're not necessarily at the head of the pack on that. But, I mean, the real thing that's coming here, Simi, is a request, a hope by the government for patients and um, the kind that means waiting, not the kind that yeah. that need care. And, you know, it, I keep going, how much patience does the public have for waiting when this government's been in power for six years, 
it's announced a huge number of changes that don't seem to have delivered results. For example, every time Adrian Dix gets interviewed, Simi talks about how we've hired almost 40,000 more people in the healthcare system. Well, a member of the public that hears that, uh, they might be impressed by the number. But they, they go, where? Be, where are those people and what yeah. are they doing? And where's the family doctor I need or the maternity nurse that I need if I'm you know, uh, pregnant with a baby coming on Salt Spring Island or uh, you know, in, in an ambulance going to the next town in the north or the interior of Vancouver Island because the local ER is closed. It, it, it asks an awful lot of a public, and I also think it it's a bit at odds with David Eby's messaging as premier because his whole emphasis is it was started off with 100 days of action. And then it was, you're going to see results you can see and feel and hear and touch before the next election. So he's the one who raised expectations to this level. And in in the wake of those commitments, his ministers are having to come out and say, well, you're going to have to be patient about this. We can't solve this stuff overnight. Sounds good. All right, Ron, lots for us to talk about. Thank you. Bye-bye, Cindy.